Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from January 17th to 23rd. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And James here as well. So it's movie news number, what, 33 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's so, a lot of weeks. Almost a whole year of movie wow, news so that's, far. that's nuts when you think about it like that. Such yeah. a good idea to do this. Let's start off with box office. So last weekend, Scream took over Spider-Man with $30 million at the box office. Spider-Man still made $20 million, which is absurd. It's like five weeks out and still make, it's still pulling that on weekends. Sing 2 is at $8 so, you know, those are – and then the King's Man is only $2.2 million, So those were not great performers this year. But the first bit of news, I think, is we went and saw No Time to Die in IMAX again last night because it's back in IMAX. So definitely go check it out if you if you have an IMAX near you. Check your it's local only today listings. now? It's only for like a few days. Uh-huh. It's for like the whole weekend. I think some more days, the limited release. But I recommend checking it out again because it was so fun to see the second time. And there was also a uh, Q&A with the filmmakers and producers and Daniel Craig. Uh, and it was really cool to get their behind-the-scenes tidbits about the film. It opened up with like 30 minutes of them chatting. And I, I really enjoyed the, the conversation. And then the movie on IMAX is just amazing. It was so, so much yeah, fun. It's so great. Also... The biggest trailer release of the week was Marvel's Moon Knight, which everyone is freaking out about now. That uh, pr- played during the Patriots' loss, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> no, Monday Night Football loss. Okay, no, game. And Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke star in this uh, new series from Marvel. And apparently Marvel was tracking it, and it performed better than any other trailer for their other television shows. So I think people are very excited about this. I think for me, I have not, honestly, uh, I have not been a fan of the TV shows that Marvel has been putting out. But this move, this one looks like it could be something a little more mature, darker, grittier, a uh, little bit more adult themed. So I'm very intrigued by the trailer. Uh, uh, the cast is amazing. Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac are a couple of my favorite actors working today. So I'm definitely going to check this out. It looks very enticing. Yeah, I like WandaVision, but you know, in general, not like you, I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel shows. They're, they're just, you know, I want something more mature. I want something darker. And this looks like that's what Marvel's doing with Moon Knight. More like adult audience, and I'm pretty excited about it too. The trailer looks sick, and also the the teaser poster is a close up of his hand gripping his um one of his weapons. It's like a knight shaped uh, boomerang, and it has blood all over it and blood on his knuckles. So 
hopefully Disney is giving the filmmakers permission to go pretty um, brutal with the action, but we'll yeah, see. Hopefully. And there's two projects coming out in 2022 that are exciting to hear about. So Knives Out 2 will be coming to Netflix this fall, 2022. Oh, yeah. They're pushing that out. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait, especially after we just saw Danny Craig uh, in Bond again. And then Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings TV series unveiled their new like title sequence you could say or just like the creation of their title the what's it the power of the rings is that what it's called the rings of power the rings of power sorry it's a really cool practical video that they really made you know it's not cgi and it gives me a lot of hopes for the filmmaking in terms of it being practical and not a ton of green screen hopefully on locations because i think if they go that much detail on just like the teaser reveal of the show the show is going to be pretty epic oh yeah i think they're going very practical because the reason for the budget of it being so expensive was because they built like an entire studio on location that they're going to be using um over the next five years for the rest of the year for the rest of the show so it's definitely not going to be a bunch of green screen and i think it's really fascinating because this is kind of a full circle thing for jeff bezos and amazon because back in the 90s um when before it was doing anything other than books Amazon made the majority of its profits just from selling Lord of the Rings books online. That's right, yeah, yeah. So to go from our number one thing was selling Lord of the Rings novels to now we are producing the Lord of the Rings adaptation. He owns the property yeah. of it now, or part of it. He owns MGM, yeah. and he, he I think they just licensed the rights to Lord of the Rings, but it's just really crazy to think about that. And hopefully, you know, Bezos seems to be like a big fan of it, so hopefully he brings back like the old filmmaking that Peter Jackson used in the original original trilogy versus what he did with The Hobbit. Yeah, so we'll see. Also, biggest casting news this week is Bong Joon-ho has picked his next film to make after Parasite, which is going to be based on a novel, uh, which is not out yet. It's going to be coming out um, in the in the coming months. It's called Mickey 7, a sci-fi novel, and he got the rights to it, and he's going to be making a film with Robert Pattinson starring as the lead character. Yeah, so this seems like a really cool idea. I love Par- I love Bong Joon-ho going back to sci-fi realm, like uh, Snowpiercer. I think that's a really cool sci-fi film that he made. And the story seems really interesting. It's about this astronaut who's on a on one-man mission to colonize this this planet or this moon, this ice planet somewhere, and it's about that character in his journey there. So I don't, I won't spoil too much. The book you can pre-order right now on Amazon if you want to get it. <laughs> I, I want to check it out because if it's that interesting of a story that Bong Joon Ho is going to make a movie on it, I think I'll get it. So it's called Mickey Seven, a novel. Also, Daniel Radcliffe has just been cast to play Weird Al Yankovic in the biopic, which will be produced by Hulu. Uh, I think this is really interesting casting. He's obviously a great singer because he's done plenty of musicals, and we haven't seen him sing on screen before, not that I can remember. So it'll be great to see him taking using his musical chops and singing talents to the screen. A lot of people say it doesn't. The casting seems weird, but if you look at them, they actually have like a very similar nose. I was looking at a they look alike, yeah. a split screen photo of them, and they, it looks like they have a, like an almost identical nose. And then you throw the big hair on him. And then, you know, the big crazy outfits, and I'm sure it will be believable. I think it's a great casting. I mean, if you watch interviews with Radcliffe outside of Harry Potter, that's how everyone just thinks. Everyone thinks Radcliffe is Harry Potter. He's a very funny, silly, eccentric person, like, outside of movies and stuff like that. And so I think that maybe people don't understand what he's really like outside of just the franchise of HP. So I think it's pretty exciting. I'm very excited for it. 
Uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead just got cast in the Ahsoka TV series coming to Disney Plus, which is also obviously going to star uh, Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader as well. Oh yeah, that's right. And that, then um, Rosario, Rosario Dodson obviously is the title character. Yeah, I wonder if um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead will either play a villain or a friend of hers. We'll, we'll find, see. We'll find we'll out. See. I hope that Vader is just like featured in every episode continually as a villain. That'd Doesn't be so she epic. fight um, Vader in the, in or the, Anakin? In the lore, in yeah. The, in the, the TV series? There's a fight between Vader and Ahsoka, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Next up, we have Alex Garland's new film is in pre-production. He is the filmmaker who made Ex Machina and Annihilation, and he's uh, recently cast Kirsten Dunst in his next film called Civil War, and she's going to be starring in it, as, and it's going to be an A24 production, so they Heck bought yeah. the rights to it. We have some tragic, tragic news. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 have both been delayed a year each. We were supposed to get 7 this year. 7 will be coming out in 2023, and 8 will be coming out in 2024. God damn it. At least we get Top Gun this year. Yeah. So at least we get our Tom fix because I've been craving Tom for a while. It's been a minute. It's been a while since. I watched a few good men the other day. What was the last movie he had? Fixed. Fallout? Mission Impossible Fallout? Yeah. Yeah, that was the last movie he came out with. That's crazy. He Well, Mission Impossible 7 was supposed to come out in 2021. Yeah, that's right. Originally. So, so COVID slowed down all that production stuff. And, you know, these movies are huge, so they take a lot of time to make. And also, Tom, uh, you're not going to read about this, or it's not like going to be featured in the news, but he was actually instrumental with the production of Mission Impossible 7 continuing throughout COVID with the and he implemented intense safety standards for the entire cast and crew and he was also and he was uh, literally on the phone with studios every night talking about what they were doing and how the production was going and they were and so productions began following suit what the Mission Impossible 7 crew was doing um, in terms of safety standards while producing the film and so uh, I think Hollywood owes a lot to Tom Cruise really paving the way and spearheading the entire campaign of making a film during the pandemic yeah, and not just the the length of like the production like a normal film obviously takes a while to make but a Mission Impossible movie takes maybe twice as long because of the prep that Tom Cruise and the stunt teams have to do for all the crazy stunts they do just the halo jump in Mission Impossible Fallout, that took like half a year to practice and rehearse and everything like that. He took, did hundreds and hundreds of jumps. So it takes a long time to get these movies prepped to make because exactly. they are the biggest movies of all time. And we can only expect even bigger films each time. So can't wait. Also, three Batman news yeah, right here. Back to back to back. <laughs> Michael Giacchino, the composer of the Batman, he has released the official main theme. For the Batman, I'm not going to listen to it. I know you hear some of it in the trailer, but I want to go into it completely open-ended, uh, open-minded. Um, and he said that he started working on the score before Matt Reeves even had a script for him. That's so, pretty epic. And I'm sure it's like being a composer, like how incredible would it be to just like, oh, I got hired to do Batman. That's insane. And he probably, it's probably a similar situation with like Nolan and Hans Zimmer. Like yeah. here's like the idea that I have. This is the feeling of the film. Make something out of that. You know, yeah. and we know that he's basing the character of Bruce Wayne off Kurt Cobain in a way. So that's why I think we have like elements of like the sound of Nirvana kind of in the theme. Yeah. Yeah. And also just fall in the footsteps of Hans Zimmer and Tim Burton is just really probably a dream come true for him. The runtime is also at two hours and 55 minutes, including the opening credits titles. So I can't wait. I might watch this back to back in the same day. Still, I don't know. It sounds like it's an hour too short, though. I, I want like a seven hour <laughs> Batman epic, honestly. But what I'm really looking forward to is that they revealed that there's going to be an eight minute opening title sequence. So cool. So and that's never been done with the Batman. Maybe film. that's going to be like, remember when Fincher was thinking about it when he be. was almost yeah. in Spider-Man? He did the origin story via the opening sequence. 
mm-hmm. that was his his idea. So maybe it's gonna be something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, he would have done Spider Man the entire Uncle Ben getting getting the powers in the first five minutes with the credits rolling. So I'm really excited and, and curious to see what Matt Reeves has in store for the opening credits. Just to set up this new Gotham, to yeah. set up the characters, because remember this is Batman year two of being Batman. So he's been Batman for a year. So maybe this opening sequence will explain what he's been doing, what happened to his family how he lost his family, maybe a little bit of Selena Kyle, all that. We'll find out in March. And then also, he's, he Matt Reeves also confirmed that this is very close to being like a horror movie. Yes. And he also confirmed that his inspiration for the Riddler interpretation is the Zodiac Killer from San Francisco. Yeah, so I think we all assume that, especially the logo that Riddler seems to Yeah, the mask and glasses. similar to like, Zodiac Killer. Like Zodiac had that hood mask and glasses. That yeah. was part of his costume. The glasses on top of yeah. it. And, I mean, I don't think it's going to be rated R. Obviously, it's probably going to be PG-13. I'm not too upset about that. There are some pretty hard PG-13 movies that have been coming out the last decade. It's not that big of a deal. I don't think we'll ever get a rated R Batman feature film, live action, maybe animated. So it's not that big of a deal for me that's not rated R. Mm. Uh, there's a couple another tidbits here. There's a lawsuit uh, of people suing Universal for the film yesterday because the Beatles movie with— uh, with um, She was supposed to be in that? She's in it, but I think all her scenes got cut. And then if you watch the trailer, so Anna de Armas is featured in that trailer heavily of yesterday. And then there's even some other shots of the main character. I can't remember the, the actor who played him who sings the song Something. Uh-huh. And both of those are not in the film. So Anna de Armas is not in the movie, and that song isn't in the movie. So they used Anna de Armas to lure people to go see that movie, and people want their money back. And there's like a $5 million lawsuit for all the people who want their money back from seeing the movie. Wow. The times we live in, man. I mean, it's, I, mean I, it's, I would uh, never sue a studio, but it still is misleading. For sure. Well, I mean, you could say that, but also, like, movies go through, like, various things in post-production. They made, they could have cut that trailer together. And the people who make the trailer isn't, aren't the studios. It's, it's a company. It's a, a marketing companies that the studio hires to make trailers and posters. Yeah, but you know what they're doing. So they gave them the, the footage and movie, and obviously they're going to be like, oh, let's put this upcoming star, make sure she's in the movie trailer. But then the movie, I'm sure, for the actual release, they're like, they movies cut scenes all the time, and... And, I know, I know. and actors get cut from movies all the time, so it's actually a very common thing. And uh, it's, it's silly to file a lawsuit for. I mean, it's still, I, I enjoyed that movie a lot. So. Yeah, it was a really good movie. I mean, but I'm sure if you went to go see it to see Anna de Armas, you'd probably be upset. I wouldn't sue, but like I'd still be bummed if that was my main reason to go see I, it. I think it's a lot. It's yeah, I, you have a point, but also to actually make a lawsuit is just very. It's silly. It's, re- it's, it's ridiculous. Very, there's it's like a lot. Yeah. There's a lot worse things that could happen to you. <laughs> Johnny Depp got his next role. He's going to star as disgraced King Louis the twenty. I mean the fifteenth in the new movie from French director May Wen. So this will be filming in Versailles next summer. And this is his first role Versailles. casting in Versailles. Sorry, first casting in a little while. And hopefully Johnny kills it. It seems like maybe it'll be a redemption character for him. Uh, man, it's, it's weird to see that the, it says he's a controversial star in the yeah. article. It's, it, is the, it is what it is. Then Meg 2, the uh, sequel to Jason Statham's the Shark Meg. movie. Is getting a sequel. It's in production with actually with a really good director, Ben Wheatley, who's a great British director. He's going to be to be taking over the realms of the sequel. I'm not sure if Statham will be cast again. I'm sure he will. But, oh, you know he will. But I mean, it must be they must find another giant shark for him to punch in the face. An even bigger <laughs> shark. <laughs> and the Meg, the Meg. I, I remember the trailer. I was like, this looks so dumb. But then when I watched it, I was like, all right, this is a pretty fun it's, movie. It's, dude, shut it's, your brain off. Yeah. Giant shark versus it's Jason not bad. Statham. It's not bad. It's, 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 hey, it made yeah. 
people want people enjoyed it. It was very successful, very very successful. The Super Bowl halftime show, I'm sure you all have heard, is going to be absurd. We have Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and more to star during the Super Bowl halftime show this February. You're going to call it the Pepsi's halftime show. The Pepsi's. <laughs> are we sponsored by Pepsi? No. Who cares? <laughs> and there's a trailer that, that there's a trailer out directed by F. Gary Gray. Is it out now? Yeah, it's very cool. That you can check out. So F. Gary Gray yeah. is the guy who directed Friday. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome tease for the upcoming performance. And also... Saturday Night Live has announced some new hosts for its upcoming season that's coming back in January. Will Forte, the veteran um, comedian from the show, will be hosting, as well as Willem Dafoe will make his debut at SNL hosting. Um, and again, it proves that people don't care about you until you're in a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That one's going to have a ton of ratings. Like yeah. People are going to tune in like crazy to see Willem Dafoe on SNL. Yeah, I mean, the guy's been an amazing actor for so long. I'm surprised he hasn't been in it yet. But he's like a generational like cult like celebrity and actor because every generation loves that guy you know yeah, very few people him. actually hit that status like who who goes fuck Willem Dafoe no one no one does but even Gen Z and even kids younger than Gen like whatever the next yeah, generation well, they're in a Tom Holland I know, I know but they love him <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying people like the guy we'll, we'll leave the last bit to you because you love this show Outlander season six has released its new trailer and some images uh, and so it, they've been actually shut down production for COVID and they finished it up recently. And Jamie and Claire are back and we're going to see what happens uh, this year. Uh, it's one of, it, I love this show. It's really great. I've so. watched an episode. It's pretty good, but yeah. like, I, it's got action. It's got sex. It's got romance. <laughs> it's got debt. It's like, it's awesome. It's got everything you want. It's got debt. Yeah, death. Death. <laughs> debt and death. <laughs> I'm sure some debts are paid. Scottish in Highlands, but now they're in America now. Well, so. we, we now know we're officially a quarter Scottish, so I should, maybe I should check it out. Yeah, it's part of your heritage, That's man. right. We, you did the ancestry DNA. So we're 26% Scottish. And then what, 23% Irish, Irish. And then 46% Italian. Yeah. A little Portuguese, a little Lebanese, yeah. a little... What else is in there? I can't uh, remember. It was like um, Eastern... UK, like Estonian. Four percent UK, <laughs> Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four K, yeah, yeah. Four yeah. percent British. We're four K, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much half Italian, quarter Scottish, not surprised. Quarter Irish. Just but the the Boston stereotype. I never have to do it now that Anthony's done it, and yeah. our DNA is in the system forever. Hopefully, no one makes a secret weapon like in No Time to Die. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it for movie news today. Hope you all have a great week. We have some awesome episodes coming for you in the next day. See ya. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson. Just when I finish my to-do list. We need more chips, Mom. Honey, I need a lot of chicken. Something else comes up. That's when I use Instacart to help get everything we need from BJ's Wholesale Club. Delivered right to our door in as fast as one hour. And then finally I can relax. Mom! I think we're out of toilet paper. Time for another BJ's order. Download the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get $10 off your first order using the code BJ's Wholesale 10. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $35. Additional terms apply. Hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details.